previously on the Atomless. Azan, he? Ike. She. Uh, my name is Theriac. What's up? My name's Sky. Welcome to the patchwork, my dudes. Everyone, welcome to Wild Times. We you are, are trying to merchandise the organisms, the specimens. Sometimes foundations need to change for something to grow. Do you ever think that your foundations just don't fit anymore? The only person who Send knows an email that. and will grab Lapore, chuck him out the window. And the park's mascot melts away. And there is just this humanoid female form. Theriac. Doctor. I believe we need to talk. Why do you want to do this? I want what's best for the animals. I can stop the other two board members now. We can spin the story that I did go rogue and you put a stop to it. Do it. Just do it. Muffled movements behind the door. And then you can type in a specific code that will reduce me to a base AI instinct. No one would be any the wiser. The patchwork. Stand there. In this server room. In wild times. Thinking. That they had won. The sun, as it always does, against the wishes of the people who mourn, rises. Birds chirp, clouds drift, and people yawn. It's been two weeks since the rogue AI of the park went mad, culling board members, but due to the brave heroics of Theriac, the AI was deleted and all memory of it scrapped from the park. Or at least that's what the news says. Theriac has busied themselves, getting the park up and running again, and after all of their hard work, Wild Times is back open for business. There was a fear that the park would lose profits. People too scared that events will happen again. But news travels fast, and tragedy is forgotten quickly. And there is still fun to be had at Wild Times. In Theriac's apartment. What has everyone been doing over these past two weeks? Now that things are safe, at least for Dr. Theriac, Ig is going to turn her attention fully to uh, Sky's chip to make sure that when she does try to mess with this chip, specifically because of its proximity to Sky's most precious brain, she wants to make sure that it is flawless, whatever she does to it. Not manipulating the chip in Sky's head yet. She's practicing to like work on isolated parts of machines so that she can make sure that she's able to 
isolate this. When it happens, it's got to be once and it's got to be perfect. And that is what Ig's philosophy on this is. Sky would also probably recommend that you attach yourself to Scrap because Scrap has actually messed with not only their own chip, but Sky's. Oh, okay. Then I would absolutely uh, talk to Scrap about that as well. In practicing and playing around, she's sort of dancing with electricity and technology a lot. And as a consequence of that, one day a little critter does kind of crawl in through a vent. This creature has attraction to electricity and uh, technology. So I do imagine that it was a, maybe one of Lynn's like failed experiments, a little thing that sees and feels technology and has been searching for the source of all this energy that's been going on the last couple of, of days in the park and it led him to Ike. A very tiny little critter with like a long snout, almost like an anteater's snout. A, a little bit of an, a soft exoskeleton and a rat-like tail. It's got like a couple little tufts of, of hair, but it's all very, very tiny. And she's taken to it quite a lot when it isn't doing little errands uh, for her. It is just hanging out on her shoulder and she feeds it little bits of cheese. She's taken to calling it Verbal. <laughs> okay. I'm going to write down. Can you spell that? V-E-R-P-I-L-L. I, I dropped a picture in voice text chat. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. That is a hideous creature. I'm obsessed. He's perfect. In every single way. So, Scrap uh, hasn't been staying on Aduino in Theory X uh, apartment a lot. Has been moving back and forth from the gateway to the patchwork and seems to be constantly working on some form of so like some some minor upgrades but today has come down so on this day both you and verpal are feeling out the thread inside of scraps chip feels like they're almost like swinging around the threads like pulling them into into position and they the way that they move when interacting is very but it's like it's quite a fluid motion it feels like they're like swinging from branch to branch in like a tree with vines but is the vines that they're like pulling from are threads of electricity that they're feeling out and moving of course you can disagree that is exactly how i imagined it yes thank you purple turns and does a almost trying to describe how the threads feel and how 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 to encase this this chip in their mind I just want to get this straight you just kind of found a thing it just kind of does the same thing as you I didn't find 
him, actually. He just found me. And sort of scurried into the apartment and started to, to work alongside me before I could even figure out what was going on. I quite like him, actually. I think he's very cute. He's got a, got a charm about him. I'll give you that. Well, uh, Verpal, are we done here? Am I good to, to go head on back? Yes, I think we're, we're getting there. I just, I want to make sure that when we fix this, it's fixed, um, entirely. I want to be able to do this quickly, but I also don't want to rush it. No, I, no, I get it. This points to their own head. This wasn't my first attempt. This took quite a while to learn. You okay, though? I'm... You know, I, th I think I am. Uh, things seem calmer around here. I know Dr. Theriac is not okay yet, but I think that they will be. It's going to be all right i believe you i'm gonna go i'm gonna get changed i'm still kind of in my you know like grubby gear i'm excited for a a, a holiday a rest day if anything the scrap gets up brushes himself off and goes to get ready and, and then we'll meet you all later uh sky what, what have you been doing for these past two weeks been not shutting up about wanting to go explore the park, but I know that it's not smart for me to be walking around when I randomly turn into a zombie. I should probably be keeping tabs on that. And also, there is a pseudo-murder investigation going on, so I might want to lay low for a little bit. So I have just been in Theriac's apartment, reading lots of comic books, playing lots of Ynet on their big fancy computer and complaining about how I hate being in the same place for such a long period of time. This infection, this parasite has burrowed a little deeper into you than you originally thought. And you've been blacking out for minutes at a time. But since... Theriac's destruction of the AI in the park. It has been happening less frequently, but it is still not completely gone yet. You're caught in the night, standing in the kitchen alone in complete darkness, or you go to do one thing, you blink, and you're in a completely different area. This morning is the first day in a little while that you've woken up in your own bed and you haven't moved. And you awake to a text on your phone. Text reads, So you called and then didn't say anything back? Keelan said that enough time has passed and it's now reasonable for me to contact you. I'm just wondering if your 
all and then a little emoji of like to like hang ten or and then there's a little emoji of a shrug was a wrong number send a very wrong number send lol sure thing stardust did you do those upgrades by the way no send that is a lie oh yeah yeah because one of them was the telescope situation right the glasses the glasses were already built the upgrade that you got was a modification to your board to skateboard it, it cuts a large circle out the middle and replaces it with like a guarded fan that means you could do tricks slightly easier. Ooh, if they sent me the means to do that myself, if I have two weeks to kill, I probably would have done that myself. It is lighter. It is easier to do like an like a spin on an ollie. It's a little more unruly, but as soon as you like clock where the like bite point is for doing certain tricks, it is way smoother. Ugh, I hate that. You also gain an ability. Oh. If you fly over the head of someone, you can use a standard action to do a trick above their head and confuse them. Yay! <laughs> Fun. It's like a, one of those ellipses, and then it goes down. And it goes back up again. A little ellipses, and it's down. I'm watching it the entire time. Okay. shit out but i cannot take it okay where's the coolest looking spot in this apartment it's probably the window there's a giant bay window that it goes on to like like there's like it's like a full aquarium this is almost like under this is underground underwater and all that it's gorgeous I'm gonna send a picture of the big aquarium not not of me i'm not in the picture just the aquarium and i'm just gonna say been busy you get a picture back of the bumblebee the ship that flair and keelan were riding on with the skidamanders and in the background of this shot there is this splayed destroyed ship floating in the atomless sea colors swirl around it the skidamanders all have bags and these little big old helmets on and they seem to be like float skipping from this destroyed ship salvaging wreckage and a picture of keelan throwing up a peace sign he is in the picture and the text says same but it doesn't stop me being rad that was a big enough sentence i put my <laughs> I make sure that it says scene. Ah, uh, very and good. And then I put my phone away. Yeah. Azam, what is it that you've been doing over these past two weeks? I've been doing the responsible thing. My friend suffered a traumatic incident. And so for the next two weeks... I keep an eye upon Theriac. Any single time Theriac says they need something, I go get it for them. And I just pay a lot of attention. Calmly, quietly, happily, while waiting for Theriac's next move. 
Theoriac has been extremely, extremely busy. Not only doing a lot of press around the incident with the rogue AI, but also talking with Wild, repopulating the board with qualified board members. There's a much more intensive vetting process this time. The park itself is basically ready to run as soon as we get board members on. We still have people ready to just work like on the ground level, working concessions and rides and animal maintenance and janitorial staff and everybody else is still on board and has not spent a lot of time at their place of residence at Raven's Roost underwater. Has been obviously stressed with everything else going on, but since that day has been recuperating a little bit and easing up. It's no secret that Azam has been keeping a close eye. And these... There's these small interactions that you have as you're picking board members and sometimes they're nudged in certain directions by the computer that you're using. Sometimes windows refuse to open and sometimes windows refuse to close. And you know that over these past two weeks, although the influence started soft, Vidar seems to be coming back. Holograms don't work yet. Almost all of the holographic animals aren't yet functional. There's no vocal interference. Everything has kind of become manual, but now you, Theriac, in particular, can feel the influence of this leader. Will the holograms be ready in time for the grand opening? The grand reopening, I should say? Okay. They will be. Uh, they will be if you declare okay. that they will be. They, they will be. You get a sense that... There we go. Vidar is biding their time and everything they're keeping very basic. Very simple. Nothing is... There's no intelligence here. This is computer programs doing computer programs. Very good. During, during the time that Theoriac is not actively working or caught up in press junkets or anything like that, Theoriac returns to... Raven Roost to talk with everyone. Has played a few rounds of Ynet with Sky. Has talked to Ike. Would Ike have shown Theoriac Verbal? Yes. Okay. Uh, I think that Theoriac would be the first person that she showed. Theoriac at first would be not okay with it and then remembers that this species is actually considered both a pest and a pet. So, lets it slide. Also gives Ig lots of information about the species and, like, habitat maintenance, enrichment, as well as, like, dietary limitations and things. She takes it very seriously. Since the event happened at Raven Roost, 
has felt something off about Azam, but recognizes that they are still fully paranoid and that Azam is trying to be helpful and like courteous while they're doing a lot of this stressful stuff. So does not encourage those thoughts in their mind. Your staff, you know, have got it. You are not needed for any big interviews, any day-to-day managerial duties. You are told by specifically Wild to allow yourself to enjoy this reopening. I will say, Wild has been acting a little odd since the big day. Not in a off-putting or negative way, but is a slightly more reserved. Might get the idea that they maybe don't know how to handle these situations or that possibly they have an inkling. But if they do, they haven't said anything. The day of the grand reopening is here. I am really excited to see the park as you intended, finally. What's the plan? Is Are you going to give us like a tour? Is it like a free-for-all? I'd love a tour, actually. I would very much enjoy guiding you all around our facility. If you all want to break free at some point, you're more than welcome to, but... Kyriak, why do you break free of your company? We enjoy you, having you around. I haven't shut up about it for the last two weeks. I'm so freaking excited. There's some merchandise that I've been keeping an eye on. I did want to see the gift shop. We're all going to get, like, matching t-shirts, right? <laughs> matching Wild Time t-shirts? Yes. I, I think that would be fun. Absolutely. I drank, like, three energy drinks this morning, so if I if it gets, like, too pent up, I'll just run around in circles. I've got Hawaiian shirt on. Fanny pack. I'm really excited. I'm going to be eating sugared gobloms out my ass. I'm going to go on some rides and throw it all up. The, scrap, you do whatever you like. They are a delicacy, <laughs> I'll think you'll find. Nerd noir delicacy. Can't properly digest them, but I couldn't have milk until I forced my body to not be lactose intolerant. Oh, oh my goodness. Well, that's unacceptable. You can't be lactose intolerant because you couldn't have cheese. Exactly. And I'm a rat. What am I supposed to do without cheese? I just drunk milkshakes until my body gave in. I played chicken with my own body and I won. <laughs> You're going to look at me when people are talking about gross shit? I'm just very confused. That's not how Yusoki biology tends to work, right? You're not supposed to eat them out of your What's it called when you say something but you don't actually mean what you say? It's like a metaphor, like a, a saying. I understand colloquialisms. I'm just not familiar with so many in trade times. What I'm saying is if you ever get confused, it's most likely a colloquialism. 
That wasn't Sky. That was Momo fucking that up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. Does everyone have water? Yeah. Why? Do you need water? I mean, I don't really want to cool down any faster than I already have. What do you drink if you're thirsty? Do you get... Have I seen you drink a fluid before? <laughs> I'm gonna unclip my Wild Times brand water bottle, which I probably stole from Theriac's apartment, and hand it to Azam and say, It's not water. <laughs> what else would it be? I take a tentative sip. This energy drink. <sighs> Scott, you okay? We got a whole park to get through in God knows what amount of time. I'm not wasting any of it. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna keep a. I'm gonna just. I clip it to my own belt. I'm just gonna keep it here. Aww. You let me know if you wanna take a sip so I could take a sip, you know what I mean? Typically, I would insist that, Sky, you get actual water, but. It is opening day and there is. Lots, so. Let's have fun. Let's come on. Come on. <laughs> Where are we going first? Well. I, I think the best place to start is the entrance. Come on. There's the beaches of a dune. There's the boardwalk. There's a path from the boardwalk deeper into like the actual island. And the entrance to wild times is this naturally built up barrier that goes all the way around the park made of rock and foliage some signs with the introductory video for wild times playing around and also right outside of the wild times gate you see a holographic uh statue of theriac simply theriac standing there in this little hologram thing. Hello. Welcome to Wild Times. Enjoy your stay. Remember, conservation is important, and you can help. Is that new? Uh, it, it was made prior to you all coming. We were toying with the idea of other people being involved, but, um, it it is now simply myself. Not your mascot. This particular statue is commemorative for this opening. Onezo is plastered throughout all the rest of the park. Mm. So is this just like a holographic version of a plaque? Yes. I like the message of it. I, I, I do as well. I do too. Scrap is like walking around you all and then taking pictures with like this big junk camera that's like a DSLR and a Polaroid mixed together. I'm getting in all of them. (laughs) You see a water fountain statue garden combination right at the front that is of the actual subject 0000001 in its natural form, not the cartoon version you see in the merchandise and the advertisements. This is the actual subject one. It is a leonine-like creature with, instead of having a mane, it has tentacles coming out of its neck area. Its face 
has a very smooth, uh, tapered shape ending in a beak with small, kind of squinty eyes on both sides. Gills has barbed fins where its feet are and a long, curving, almost mermaid-like tail. This is another piece that we've had planned for some time. This is in commemoration of the first subject we acquired for Wild Times. How come it was the first? Well, before Wild Times was a xenoecological facility, it was originally going to be cleared for urban development for more hotels on a dune. And I was hired as part of that process to guide people through the natural hazards. But I posited that this that these creatures are not hazards. They belong here on this planet and that if we are to clear this area we should make sure that no more of it gets cleared and that we can continue saving natural spaces all across the Aesir system and beyond. The modern world is very, very mechanized at this point. We were on VA-11. That is an entirely mechanical environment. It's important to remember that these natural spaces exist on all planets and that they deserve to exist alongside our technological advancements. You're telling me this is the most trees I've seen basically in my whole life. Yeah, Saga really doesn't have anything like this. This is is really quite quite amazing, Doc. Not on the lower decks anyway. They were essentially going to make this another Saga. One is enough. Yes. I think you three will be delightfully surprised by something on this tour. Oh, you mentioned! I'm very, very thrilled. On with the show? Let's go! Looks to his arm just to, like, check in. Yeah? You ready? For what? What am I ready for, Feriak? The rest, the rest of the park. Well, obviously, I'm here, aren't I? Oh, come on, don't worry about me. Go, go. Lead away. All right. And actually, while we're still at the entrance, I'm going to find, like, the biggest Wild Times picture. And with myself in the picture, I am going to send a selfie to Flair. And then wait a moment while it sends and then go, sorry, wrong chat and then put the phone back in my pocket. <laughs> Bastard. Can I can I make a roll to see if I spot this nonsense? You Come can on. see it. You can see it, whatever, I don't care. So is it another custom of yours to bait someone like that? A custom of mine? Yeah. I thought you liked Flair. No, that's why I'm doing it. Sky... Forgive me, this isn't how courtship happens on my planet. Didn't you say yourself that you're still in love with somebody and it causes you pain daily? That's why I'm doing it. Yeah, but 
difference is they knew I was in love with them. I'm not picking up what you're laying down, Azam. Nah, you're purposefully misconstruing well. I don't think I am. If you're interested in Lowen Flairmore, you should just ask him to meet you. Go on a date. Who has time to date? We just solved a murder mystery of like 10 executive members of this zoological facility. When am I gonna fit dinner in? If you would have called him, they could have been walking right beside us right now. No, he still stole the crystal. I don't want to date somebody that stole the crystal. I'm just bored and having fun. Maybe if you really do want to have fun, you should let him know that you want to have fun. Maybe you should date him, Azam. Flair is far too young for me. Oh, true, but their partner, maybe. What? Big Wolfman. Are you picking up what I'm laying down, Azam? Do you really want me to date someone? Hey, we could end this conversation right here, right now. Oh, no, no, no. If you really want to play with fire, by all means. I was born to be it. What do you look for in a boy, huh? I'm not telling you that. But I am going to text Flair. Yo, do you have the number of your buddy What's-His-Face? <laughs> Play chicken all day, Azam. You started this game. I'm gonna win it. Do you really think that? Mm-hmm. Which one of us has more experience? Mm, you'd be surprised. I've gotten bored a lot on Saga. I kneel down. I place my palms on my knees. And I look Sky right in the eye. Eye to eye. Face to face. Give me that number. Game on. <laughs> <laughs> Continue on with the tour. As we're walking and hearing this happen behind us, I just go to Dr. Thiriak. I'm like, is this normal flirting? I'm a bit, I'm a bit new to it myself, but I've never quite seen it become a competition so quickly. Well, competition is a common behavior for partner selection in the in the natural world. I think that would stress me out a little bit too much. But that's just me. I'm also not very much that kind of person. I try to avoid conflict whenever possible. I think that's something I admire about you. Thank you, I. Oh, speaking of, and we'll point everyone towards uh, this first exhibit. This is a kind of, like, drier terrain, uh, more akin to, like, grassland savanna and you see uh, a number of different herbivorous animals here making up kind of a makeshift herd theoriac will point out um these very specific larger animals think something akin to like 
rhinoceros, a triceratops, like like big bulky animals with like lots of like forward facing gear, very defensive looking kind of tanky. If everyone looks to these larger creatures within this assortment of animals, you will see an armored gephalix. Gephalics are interesting for their courting behavior. Oftentimes in nature, you will see different species performing reproductive rituals. This is by no means a, a standard, but a lot of times it is a male attempting to woo a female, or it is two males fighting over uh, a female, and the female choosing uh, the partner that she prefers. The Armored Catholics is unique because it is a sort of tournament um, to try and best the highest ranking female in any given herd, as opposed to trying to just impress her or to uh, fight over reproductive rights. Uh, you can see uh, there's actually that ritual is happening right there. The female is much larger than the males and is sort of locked in combat with a younger bull and is kind of locked in the midst of battle. And the male has fought through all of the other males but now has to best the highest ranking female in order to uh, mate with her. That's so stellar. A very small gathering has started as you started giving this talk. Azam, being the perceptive one you are, here a small child tug on someone next to them's sleeve. Well, that's, that's, that's the person on the statue. I guess it is. Wow, that's weird. They know so much. And take out a Wild Times branded notebook that as they open seems to have a bunch of like drawings, interpretations of animals that they've seen. And they start to write in really big letters attempting to scribble down the things that you're say that Theriac is saying as they're saying. I turn around. I lean down towards the child. Do you want to meet me? I, I, there's talking. Well, when we're done talking, we could introduce you. Maybe we'll sign that little book of yours. They very excitedly grip the side of the notebook and look up to their mother and the mother looks to you. Yes, that would be that would be very fun. Like, oh, yes, okay, yeah. After Theriac finishes their their small conversation and, and points toward the battling creatures, I kind of use my bulk to just indicate people should move out of the way. And uh, Theriac, I actually have a friend I'd like to introduce you to. Oh, as you see a small. Almost like a lizard humanoid. They're a Vesk. They just look at you, Theoric, very shyly and kind of like 
hand an open page of the notebook to you without saying anything. Can I say while this is going on, while I notice Dr. Theriac is distracted, I'm going to take my Wild Times baseball cap off and say, Thank you, everyone. Dr. Theriac is doing a free tour today, but we are accepting donations. Pay what you can. And I'm going to walk around with a baseball cap. You walk around and people drop small change and, and small, like, basically empty cred sticks into the hat. Thank Some you. people being like, they're so brave after what they went through that they're just going back up and doing talks all again. It's like, it's, they seem very, like, yes, very much um, giving what they can. Our friend here is an artist, Fairy Eckler. We've actually drawn some creatures wow. in the past. Uh, and like, like opens the book and like looks at the drawings. It's like very filled with a bunch of, of drawings of different things and like incorrectly spelt names of different creatures. Have you considered becoming a naturalist doing field work? This is not that different. I don't know what naturalist is, but... Um... I like to watch the uh, fishes in my in our house when they go by, and I like uh, draw them. And um, I came here. Mum said I should draw these as well, so I did. I agree with your with your mother. You should you should be drawing everything you can again. I like animals very much. They're really they're like uh, they're so weird and uh, cool, and um, I like. I really big ones. We don't have things outside of water um, on our uh, planet very much. So this is really cool seeing all the things outside. I didn't like the underwater things, the underwater exhibit, because we have all those already. You will have plenty more to see. Do you want me to sign that for you? Okay. There you go. Thank you, Dr. Theriac. You're welcome. What's your name? Stovin. It's nice to meet you, Stone. I hope to work with you someday. It is nice to meet you. Turns and turns back, and the mom is like, oh, "That's how you can work with Doctor Theriac one day." And then uh, gives you a very appreciative look as uh, you can hear the kid like, "I I'm gonna be a naturalist. I'm gonna be drawing creatures." And Doctor Theriac said my drawings were really good, and that I can draw different as they were walking. <laughs> I shove the money I collected in my front pockets and put the baseball cap back on, and I say, Whoa, Theriac, you handled that like a true celebrity. I was expecting you to tell the kid he missed two L's in one of the spellings. I'm not going to destroy people's dreams of wildlife and nature and conservation. That's everything you'd hoped it'd be. The, the interaction? Was that everything you'd hoped it would be? I, I didn't really necessarily have a lot in the way of expectation. I disagree. Didn't you tell me back when Wild Time started that you wanted to inspire people? Well, look. I point to the kid wandering away. There is, like, a few other kids that you spot in the crowd who are all like looking and it seemed like excited you've inspired him was it worth it all must work to make a place like this I hope so I rub Theory X back affectionately 
Alright, well, let's, let's keep moving. I don't want to stand in place too long. Okay, yes, what's right. next? As we're going along, the, the exhibit that we were just at is very warm, and it gets hotter and hotter and hotter until we pass under large, igneous um, landscapes and environments. There is a sort of, sort of like a lava fall to the entrance of this area focused on extremely hot locations, um, often like volcanic. And uh, it's called New Worlds, How Life Begins. This exhibit is largely about planets that are relatively new uh, in the cosmological timescale um, and how life can occur even at super early stages like this that most people would consider inhospitable for life. But oftentimes life takes other forms than what we recognize. A lot of times these life forms are built from silicon or other different chemical compounds rather than carbon, which is what we're made of. You all stop near a, a, a pool, a, a very hot magma-like uh, room that's basically um, the equivalent of like an exhibit house in a zoo. It's very hot in here. Uh, even before you guys passed the first lava fall, staff offered to uh, suit anyone up who wanted to go inside uh, with protective wear. For those who aren't able to stand that level of heat, it gets upwards of like 500 degrees Fahrenheit in these rooms. At first, it seems as though there's not a lot in this room, but Theriac waits for you all to look into the actual magma and see that some of these uh, blackened rocks are not blackened rocks, but are instead uh, the back scales of these these reptile-like creatures that are made of magma, and they are called lava lists. Whoa, Zom, it's like lizard you! Mmm, I don't know. It's nothing like home. But home is... Well, it's a home. This is a, a volcano caldera. It's not like a home. Azam, are you warm at all in here? Yeah, are you like fine? Uh, even in this protective gear, I feel quite stifled. Is is the magma theoretically touchable? Like, could I lean over and touch it? For most people, no, but because you're so tall, yes. <laughs> I lean over and touch a little bit of the, the actual magma. Bonkers. That's a bit warm. Uh, I let it cool on my fingers as I draw it up and then flick it back off. Can I get a closer look at the forbidden yogurt? <laughs> uh, no, not for your form. Uh, these are lavalisks. They have a very particular diet. Oftentimes in a volcanic environment, especially with very active volcanoes, they erupt and sputter out uh, large amounts of uh, lava that flows over land, and then it cools off, often forms into obsidian. Uh, but some parts of the lava will actually become part of the soil. And these volcanic soils are very rich. They supply a lot of nutrients to plant life. 
which is often why plant life begins on a lot of planets, because there's a proper combination of these very rich soils from these calderas, as well as the proper amount of rain and water to uh, hydrate. Think of it like a... a you've seen a bu- part of bubbling stew. It's not like boiling water. It comes in pops and pops, little bubbles of, of thick liquid. And sometimes when it splatters on the side of a pot, it stays there, crusts over. Those little bits are really good for the natural environment. You can use them to fertilize all kinds of soil and make what was practically unusable usable again because of the amount of heavy metals inside. Exactly. We used to collect them um, in, in great big bags, scrape them down, and mix it with uh, sand and dried soil to create fertile soil, which we'd use to line caverns. Is, is a lava list like a specific to a planet? Like, was it on Aram? They are reminiscent of various creatures. For, for example, you, Sky, pointed out that it resembles very much a lizard. Genetically resembles, has no connection to a lizard. This is what we call uh, convergent evolution, where two unrelated species end up developing very similar uh, traits. So, even though it resembles a lizard, it's not a lizard. Um, just because it walks like a lizard and acts like a lizard doesn't necessarily make it a lizard. We did have similar creatures on the Earth, but not, not exactly like these. We called them Asmandis. Uh, I used to uh, have this sort of ability to mouth, take a mouthful of lava and then spit it up later as a defense mechanism. You can do that? Oh, no, not me. They could. That's Mondays. Oh, they could. Okay. I was I was about to lose my mind and be very excited for a second, but I guess I'll hold that in. I've got different tricks. Yeah. Like? What's your best party trick? Yeah, what's your tricks? Do a trick. Do a trick. I mean, you already saw it. Picking up live. Lava's not a trick. With the marshmallows? Like the marshmallows. Well, what do you do with them? Oh, can you, like, throw it and then catch it in your mouth? Oh, no, I said they, they usually just melt. Oh, they melt. Directly. You could... Azam! You could toast the marshmallows before you eat them. You could live my dream. <laughs> no, they just tend to turn into a gooey mess inside my mouth. I hate them. Oh. Right. Is a question that has been plaguing me for such a long time. How do the eggs? How eggs? Ifriti eggs. How are they done? How, how eggs? Is it's just the question. How eggs? Do you have to like play around with some lava, and then an egg is like formed in a cavern in its place? Uh, Doctor Theriac is doing a free tour today, and we'll be taking <laughs> donations. Pay what you can. Anyway, uh, uh these uh lava lisks actually feed on specific ants uh, or specific uh, insects that uh, harvest these uh, these rich, rich minerals, which we'll see in the next section over here. On the way, I see. We just find them on cavern walls. So they just, like, are naturally grow? Our oldest stories tell stories of how we've moved. That era was not our home planet. Before that, it was a well, different place. Before that, different place. 
We know a planet is fertile, as in if we can grow upon it, if we see eggs, although I, I don't know if you'd recognize them as such, on cavern walls. Next to the heart of the planet, and the heart is obviously not its core, that'd be too hot even for us, but in places of... It'd be a cooled sort of caldera. Uh, we go into the caverns, we find these eggs, we collect them, we fertilize them in lava, in the magma of a different volcano, probably far away, close to home, our homes, and then, as they hatch, we bring them into a hot spring and hold them there, usually close by, touching, skin touching, until they truly hatch. With this, with what we're watching here, would it be possible for Theriac or just the Wild Times Park to like be able to get this area in a position to grow an egg? Or is that just not possible? No. We find them. There's no way to force reproduction. So according to the stories, in times in which there are no eggs, there's no death. We live and continue to live until such time we find a new planet in which to make home. But I don't know how true that is. We haven't had a time like that for, for me, ever. And I don't know how, many, how much of this is just stories. Right. Well, Deeriac, it's our next, our next area. If you'd follow me, um, you guys leave sort of like this open, like caldera room and enter a closed off uh, section uh, that's just like rocky walls, like like you're walking through like a volcanic cavern. Um, and on the wall, uh, there is uh, an ant colony. Uh, and Theriac uh, goes through and describes the specializations of bomb ants. So I was discussing that these particular insects uh, harvest the uh, the rich minerals that come from these volcanic activities, correct? So what they do is they mine it. They have a specific role for miner ants. That is cultivated in their uh, fungal gardens um, and then eaten by powder ants uh, who are then responsible for breeding. And they deposit false eggs that we call bombs. They are covered in a sticky um, residue. The eggs are laid by the, by the powder ants. Then inspector ants come and make sure there aren't any that uh, look defective. Then, in the event that there is an invader, like a lavalisk or other large insectivorous species, they will place these false eggs on the wall. These are given to sticky ants uh, and placed on the wall. And should an actual predator come, come near a colony, they, they send out fire starter ants that have these specialized mandibles that when they click together, they, because they are built of uh, magnesium, they actually spark and will light the gel on fire. And once they burn through all the gel, the false egg is actually explosive and will splatter on predator and it's a repellent against them. Whoa. To think we could have rumbled with those guys two weeks ago. Oh, I don't love that. 
They are cool from over here. It wouldn't really be a fair fight now. I, I have a question for, for Matthew. As we are walking through these uh, exhibits, do we see any like of those holographic things uh, that we saw when we first arrived? Are there any of those like holographic animals that like that came up to us in the very beginning? Anything that uh, seems to be like an independently operating computer of any kind? There is some holographic creatures running around through Theriac's command that they will be operational as the park is opening today. They do, however, seem far more reserved isn't the correct word, but they seem far like far more rudimentary in hologram than the others. Mm -hmm. The others were like okay. running around, gliding, walking up to people and acting like actual creatures. These seem a bit more like set path, moving to like certain areas and then circling back around like they're on repeat in a certain way. Okay. Cool, thank you. Well, I've had enough of the heat. Haven't you? Oh, yes. Yes. Never mind. I think I got enough in my pockets for like a hot dog or two. I'm sorry? Did you not? I was collecting. Don't, You're good at something. Never do it for free, Theriac. Oh. I thought you were trying to collect the. the magma. The magma, and you were going to use the magma to cook hot dogs, is what I thought. Oh. Oh, but now you've put that thought into my head, Dr. Theriac. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go. We've got quickly oh, moving. Um, Theriac is guiding everyone towards the next area. And as you all are walking along, there's actually a, a transport vehicle that is like cutting through the crowd that has on board a very large creature. This creature is sort of in the back of, like, imagine, like, an RV with, like, the aesthetics of, like, a terrarium. This creature is hard-backed, kind of like an ankylosaurus. It has plating running all, like, down its tail, up through its neck. It has a big, sort of, like, dome head. And a very alpaca llama-ish snout. It is uh, a, a sort of a mixture of blues, sort of streaked with brighter blues and whites. And its back is predominantly like slate gray. I believe that's a dragon. Whoa. I've heard of those. You would think so. This is an Erupit. As it's like driving off, you can see uh, it's actually so tall that um, the canopy of the vehicle that it's riding in has to be opened um, so that its head can stick out. Kind of like um, if you've ever seen like a giraffe in a train car in those old circus movies. It kind of like gives like a, a small bellow. They are usually in our glacial environments, similar to how we had the caldera where 
Uh, you go on with the, the suit. We have a similar very frigid area where we provide people with proper uh, insulation um, to stay warm. But uh, they have um, a very large uh, enclosure to um, uh, remain cool throughout the year, even though, it's, even though a dune is quite tropical. So why is it being moved? It is currently headed over to the clinic, most likely for a checkup. Last I heard, there weren't any major illnesses running through uh, that particular pack, but uh, it's good to get an annual checkup. Hmm? I'm going to walk right over to the transport vehicle and knock on the window. Um, uh, Hello, official Dr. Theriac entourage, and I have been given explicit permission from them to feed the creature. Okay. Excuse me, I'm so sorry. Do not mind her. Theriac, the creature's gonna eat! You almost did a very stupid thing. Do you see its, its feet? On its feet are enormous claws easily like two feet long you fully could have triggered a an instinctive behavior if you continue to tap it on the glass can I roll something you absolutely can roll something what would you like to roll I would like to roll survival to see how I can best befriend this beast <laughs> sure thing absolutely here's how my trend of good rolls today continues to go on this is a great session. This is the easiest session I've ever run. I basically just sit back. I'm walking through a zip. I'm running the session, basically. Yeah, you're literally, yeah. 18. This is Andre's park. Andre's little... Do you want to know how to befriend this creature? With an 18. Okay, with an 18. If you want to uh, endear this creature to you, you need to give it something it can eat, and it will probably recognize you at least. By the amount of, by the type of teeth it has, do I have any idea of what it does? Even? You could surmise it is likely uh, a herbivore, and you know that it is uh, native to glacial and tundra areas, based on what Theriac just said. I pull out um, a fruit because I brought breakfast, and one of the breakfast things I brought was a nice fruit, and I peel it, and I look up and say, "Hello, friend," and I open palm place the fruit on top and hold it up you have to stretch up real high this is a it also has a long neck so i'm hoping for it does it's true but the angle is a bit is a bit awkward the the driver who is this um you see like a almost a hazmat suit covered body but when you sky when you looked uh, when you look at the driver, the small window of the hazmat suit has these two, like, floating eyes, and you can surmise that this creature is made entirely of gas. They crane their head around and look at you, since your say goes in the park. Uh, but seems quite like, oh, maybe we don't feed the the, the guy. He's going to the clinic and if there is any form of surgery that's needed we cannot have them have been eaten but doctor if you think it is okay what does the creature do 
creature's obviously trying to get a bite. Kind of leans over, like, sniffing, like... <laughs> and leans over. Hassan, please do not feed. It will be going through checkups. We'll be doing blood sugar calculations. However, Theriac pulls out of one of their pockets a bit of like an evergreen catnip sort of material. Assam, open your hand. Okay. Kind of sprinkle some on. Rub it all over your hands. I rub it all over my hands. The creature, the, the rupit, as it was like just beginning to become distracted, like smells it and like leans right back over and like engulfs your hand with its tongue and like you get slobber all over your your hands. <laughs> Scrap take another picture. I'm gonna point to the slobbery hands. Yes, guy posing. <laughs> As we eventually walk away, I want to take up this peeled fruit and toss it into the into the truck, into the back of the truck, and just wink at it and say, "Save it for later." You alley oop this fruit and it into the truck and uh, the creature like starts looking around and looking down at it from the wrong side of the glass it's looking down at it possibly trying to figure out a way of how to get close uh, get this small fruit that's close to its uh, feet now I imagine it was the size of like a large like a a grapefruit a large grapefruit Uh, this creature is still very very big and it's still trying, still worming their way around, trying to find it. The gas man continues to look at Eutheriac, and then as you all kind of pull away, he's like, Okay, thank you, Doctor. Take it easy. All right. I know we were just there, but I think you will enjoy our next exhibit as well. Most of the park is very lush and green and tropical. And you all are approaching some funky smells. Something like like gasoline, like like rotting food. And you see sculptures or uh, buildings and architecture that almost looks like like junk art. This is a saga base exhibit of the wildlife from the lower decks. Scrap kind of takes a moment and is and eyes this a bit more than they did the other things. Everything else was like a wow, this is so cool and this one is very much a Ike is notably silent. This is so weird, dude. Yeah, that's... Uh... It's like, it's just weird to see something so normal to us be, like, glamorized in this way, I guess. It's, um, it's been a work in progress. Technically, we are now behind the scenes that this hasn't opened yet. But people are aware that this is our next exhibit, so I wanted to briefly bring you all inside to show you uh, uh, something inside. 
you'll go inside. And um, inside are more interior terrariums. You see a lot of um, more uh, slug-like um, organisms, oozes, almost like a sea monkey tank where there's like uh, polluted water from Saga that's been imported. And then eventually leads you over towards an area that looks like an actual like junkyard. And uh, it is a like a glass dome sort of thing. Mo, do you remember when we went to the Bronx Zoo and there was that like um, prairie dog exhibit and you like went under and there were like the little bubbles where you popped up? It's like that. And inside, you see more of the gremlins similar to the ones that, similar to the to Verpal that uh, Ike has. As well as some smaller, or bigger than the, than the gremlins, but uh, still relatively small. Marsupial rodent-esque creatures. Um, they have long snouts that kind of like wiggle around a lot as they're like sniffing around. They have very they have very dexterous hands uh, and sort of leap around like like lemurs, um, kind of side to side as opposed to like forward like a kangaroo. In this exhibit, you see the the gremlins like verbal all over the wall. They are still very attracted to a lot of the kind of concurrent energy that's running around the exhibit. So we're trying to figure out a way for them to not be able to sense that. But uh, you can see very well, these small uh, jumping creatures are rubble rousers. I knew that one. Like most creatures on uh, Saga, they're considered pests. I'm going to nudge Scrap and be like, we're considered pests too. Bam. Fist bump. <laughs> but they have a very important role in the uh, ecosystem of Saga. Unlike um, some of the other creatures here, like you saw... Some of the oozes, uh, smaller invertebrates that just inhabit the water and can uh, process a lot of the um, inorganic material uh, to be like filtered. Rubble rousers instead uh, build their homes out of a lot of the debris and uh, the trash that's deposited from the upper decks down to the lower decks. And this can cause tensions between lower deckers um, because they are beginning to encroach on uh, the properties that they own down there, and they're often destroyed, just considered like, you know, spreading more of the the, the junk around. But uh, we are currently in talks with some uh, with another conservation organization um, and local leaders on um, Saga to establish some uh, sanctuaries for rabble rouses so that they can continue existing without um, fear of being competed for these resources. It's not just about taking up space, it's also about these materials are also used by Lower Deckers a lot as... Needed a lot. A lot of us need them. Yeah. Yes. So, it's not simply a space conflict, it's also a resource conflict. We are trying to work with uh, the leaders down there to make sure that they can continue having a habitat without uh, disturbing people's livelihoods. Dr. Theriak, who's allowing that? This is amazing. I just wonder 
the lower deck, we don't really get a say often in what goes on. The conservation group we work with largely bypasses a lot of the upper decker stipulations in order to get down to the lower decks. These are discussions with local, like people who live in these areas where these rubble rouses also live. This is a local matter and should be decided upon by local inhabitants. I I have another question. Is that okay? Certainly. I'll answer as much as I can. This is quite surreal, but it makes me wonder. You and all your um, science here at Wild Times, all of the amazing things you've done, is it possible to ever get back at any of the creatures that we lost on Saga? The lower decks, I certainly don't remember, but I heard that there used to be much more. It'd be way more. You have this small exhibit, and this is almost every animal that you will be able to find. Almost lower and upper. There's really no natural life anymore. And Azam's planet, even. I, are, are there ways to ever recreate things that... Our primary goal here at Wild Times is conservation. And... We took that in mind, especially when creating the Saga exhibit, that all of these creatures are functionally n- nearly extinct in in the lower decks. Uh, certainly, the upper decks have eliminated most any wildlife they, they managed to find in there. Uh, piping. Any of the ugly ones, anyway. None of these are ugly. But... That's also a large part of what we're doing when we're talking to these local communities is that we are not just deciding the jurisdiction of where these sanctuaries go, but also educating them about why why these creatures deserve a place to live and how they actually help facilitate the very unique detritus ecosystem that has developed on Saga. It is a very unique uh, biome that is seen nowhere else, certainly in the Asia system, but I would venture to say the vast majority of the known galaxy. Oh, actually, that's kind of neat. It's kind of sad, too. That's kind of neat. It is a very unique predicament that uh, these, these species are in. We are committed to survival and their reintegration into the the lower deck ecosystem. Is it really that unique? Or is it just a symbol of planet after planet being swallowed up by progress? With little regard to what really belongs on said planet. Well, this is... If anything, this just shows that us lower deckers on, aren't easy to kill. 
Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm well familiar with these guys. Uh, they bit me on some days, and on worse days, I bit back. There's not a lot of symbolism when it comes to the natural world. It is or it isn't. And these species are very close to isn't. And we want to make sure they are. There is a lot of symbolism. Symbols are created by patterns. They're a victim to a pattern, but they're hardly alone in terms of being close to extinction. But it's a good thing you've been doing, isn't it? Making sure we can live on in some fashion, and hopefully live on in every fashion. Any chance you could fund one of those sanctuary for the people living in Saga? <laughs> Part of the proceeds for this particular exhibit do go to help local efforts on Saga as well. Hopefully some air filters. We don't all have the lungs of these little dudes. No, they have very, very powerful lungs. You can see them as they're like sniffing around. Their chest cavity can expand nearly twice their size. They have very strong, very strong lungs and chests. Would you mind if I add it to just like a tiny little thing? Yeah, go for it. Because of the way that these creatures live and their habitat on Saga, the lower decks in particular is known for this constant rainfall that is a lot of water from the upper decks that is filtered and sprayed out in different polluted forms. Some are broken water pipes, some are almost sprinkler systems on purpose, but all of the lower decks is covered with this. Constant polluted rain. And I imagine that there is a small section that almost explains how the rainfall is constantly given. There is like a small example of an upper decks and then how it would filter through into the rainfall that uh, all the animals are currently like being sprayed with. Scrap looks it over. Don't really realize how fucked your situation is until it's put in a diagram of how fucked is this situation? Greatest city in the world. Greatest city in the galaxy. It rules, Syriac. Thanks. Thank you. This is just a a preview of what's to come. You guys th go through many, many, many more exhibits. Uh, the day is very full. I do want to say Sky lingers for a little while in the saga one. Then it catches up. We got a Dave and Busters. We got... <laughs> no, this is space. I just... I want to play one game. There is. There is a... Like a whole... I imagine this is like the zoological bit. And then there is like a rides and games portion. Would I be correct in saying that this thing exists? Before we get to that, 
Thirak is going to end the zoological section on one last exhibit. And as you get back towards the front, towards the entrance to the zoo, there is a kind of coral rocky coastal enclosure that has subject one. This is subject zero 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 one. Whoa, a celebrity in the flesh. That's much different. Very different from the cartoons. So are all of the creatures that we've come across, are they all hacked? Not all of them, no. Some of them are slightly modified so that their more aggressive behaviors are reduced. And, of course, we take precautions in the event that those behaviors emerge regardless. Also, slightly modified so that, in the, in the case of creatures that may need migratory patterns, that they are more comfortable in enclosed locations, that, that they do not become restless within their exhibits. Things of that nature so that as they are living here, they are more comfortable, accommodated for. And this is number one. This is subject one. You think you could ever do that on people? Oh, I don't... Like, maybe that's a way you could help people on the lower decks, making them feel more comfortable in enclosed situations without a lot of stimulation? There's a reason why... I limit what I do to animals. There are lots of ethics behind modifying people in a, in a prenatal phase after they're born, regardless of when it occurs. And it's, it's a very dangerous thing to, to try and tamper with. I, when we had previous staff here, much of that went beyond what I intended for this to become. I, now that we are reinstating our values, I am making sure that when we do biohack these creatures, that is ethical and does not interfere with their livelihood. That they can still be what these creatures are supposed to be. Um, I mean, there was a guy in the void once who went out on a job and, and came back without a leg, and, and the medics, like, loaded him up with drugs. Oh, he was loopy for like a month. But it made the situation less painful. I don't know. I think maybe some livelihoods might be okay if they got messed with, you know? Dr. Theriac? Yes? Wild times would never ever let the upper decks have your technology right no 
Of course not. God. Okay. That can never happen. I guess I'm still a little confused, but maybe one day I won't be. It's... It's pretty complicated. Well, I am glad you're in charge. Very glad you're in charge. Sky, would you like to play a game? Always. I kind of want to see what games they have here. There's an arcade right over there. You think they got Ynet? <laughs> that would be very convenient, but I, I, I feel like they're probably simpler. You got one of those uh, claw machines. They could have claw machines. Oh, I could, ah, I could win a new plush for the patch. But first, I'm gonna go on way too many rides. See ya, losers. It's been fun learning stuff. Arcade. Come grab me if you want me. Arcade games. Arcade games. You all enjoy yourselves. I'm, I won't. I won't be participating there. Well, why not? Uh, I've. I'm a little spent after all the, you know, all the touring. Yeah, and you know what a good fix for that is? Resting. Arcade games. <laughs> Arcade games. Sky. Arcade games. Take. I'm taking the water bo the bottle from Azam, and I'm handing it to Theriac. Now, I, I take. I take it back. I hand it over to Sky. Wouldn't you like go on ahead? I'll uh, convince this one to join us. Okay, you promise you're gonna convince them though? Of course. Why did I lie to you? Okay. Arcade games. Arcade, Arcade games. games. I lean on a railing towards subject one. And my entire persona changes. My shoulders are now tense. The sort of slouch I let happen in my back has reversed back to a rather straight back. I look like I'm trying to be cozy and comfortable, but I can't make it happen. So really, was it worth it? Wild times? No. Killing the pool. And now I look to you, and my eyes are fiery red. I was taking full control. Really everything you've dreamed about. Come on, Feriak. In this moment, you get to prove who you are. So either admit what you've done or stand up for yourself. I thought you of all people might understand. I understand many things. Cold-blooded murder is not usually one of them. But explain it to me. Make it make sense, Feriak. Show us some remorse for... For heaven's sake. I know what I did. I... I fought... for what I believe in. I fought for what I believed was right. These people were going to take everything that I had fought for to better Dune, better the Aesir system, and turn it into another Leviathan's eye. You know I know that. 
You know, I said the exact same thing when I first landed on this planet. But that's not what you did. Not entirely, was it? You didn't fight for what you believed in. You fought and killed for control. You know, when we first interacted, you mentioned that you believe in things higher than yourself. Would something higher than yourself really lead you down a path of so much selfishness? This is not a selfish endeavor. This is not a selfish endeavor. I am thinking of all of the creatures that these are ambassadors for. I am thinking of all of the spaces that are being cramped and killed and siphoned from. I'm thinking of all the people whose livelihoods depend on these places being protected. And what, you can do it alone. I can't do it with the people who were in power. I've replaced the board with people who are qualified to run it and that have the credentials to ensure that it will run effectively and properly and not use it for capitalist gains. At what cost, Furiac? Do you truly look around and tell me you don't feel an ounce of regret? You talk about creatures being caged and used. Furiac, I'm one of those creatures. I have been caged. I have been used. I have been siphoned from. I understand the pain of these creatures more than you ever could. But I'm telling you, when you, when you take out a loan this large, the cost comes back. I don't care about the poor. I care about you. And I care about what you're losing for this place. Because if you cannot see any remorse, if you cannot feel any regret, you may be more lost than you care to admit. And perhaps most frighteningly, you're more like those board members you've murdered. So I ask you, one final time, was it worth it? I have remorse. I didn't want that to happen. But I was... I was so angry. I was sick of them talking about financials and merchandising and advertisements and... and to emails. I have remorse. But if I continue to do what I had done for so long and let it go by without changing it, this place would fester. There's no sense in trying to fix the past. This isn't the past. Listen to me. Listen to me. For once in your life, Firiac, understand I have more wisdom from what I've experienced than you. You've changed wild times for the better. There's no, there's no giving those people their lives back. But you can learn from what you've done and caution yourself to find better solutions in the future. Firiac, I don't, I don't think this place is good for you in large quantity. You're too close and you're too angry. And you need to make up for what you've done. If we're ever out on a mission, 
Can you make sure that I'm not alone? It's a temporary solution. But yes. Yes, I can. And with that, Azam stands up and walks to the arcade door. Azam? Yeah. If you had the chance to fight for what you believed in and ensured, it would do good in the world. Wouldn't you kill for that? There's two kinds of killing, Firiak. And until you understand the difference, you best be careful. And I walk through the door. Thyriac stays outside in front of Subject One's exhibit, peeking underneath the rail and looking out at the very first inhabitant. Still kicking, still alive, healthy as ever, sleeping on some coastal rock. This little coral lion. And Theriac, as you watch one of the first major victories that you have had in this current arc of your life, and think upon what the past few weeks are, whether that be a victory for yourself and the different creatures that would have continued to slip further and further into abuse, or it's a failure for yourself. Hi there, beautiful souls. Thank you so much for listening to The Atomless. I have a few quick thank yous before I shout out the players. Our music today was provided by Artlist under their fair use license, and our soundscapes were by Michael Gelfie, again, under their fair use. We encourage you to check out both of their Patreons because our show would not be what it is without them. Thank you to our hosts, The Welcome In. If you want to listen to the full version of this episode, head on over to their YouTube where you can find all of the unedited Atomless and their other beautiful shows that they have on there. Our players today were Momo Brian playing Sky. That's me. I also edited this episode. Super Dylan playing Ike. Nordinelli, who is Werewolf Fields on socials, who played Azam. Andre Rivera Art, who played our wonderful Garlic Theriac. And Matthew Eckberg, Captain Crayle on all things, who was our space god. Thank you all so much for listening, and the next time we fly through the Atomless Sea, I hope you'll be there to fly with us. <laughs>